From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, May 17th. Jared Garcia says one week into his new role as Moab City's police chief, he's doing a lot of listening. The former Utah Department of Public Safety officer steps into this leadership role after a tumultuous nine months for the Moab City Police Department. The department has been in and out of the national and local spotlight. Chief Garcia stopped by the KZMU studio last night to introduce himself. This week in Moab host Christy Williams-Dunton asked for his thoughts about helming the police department at this time. There are nationwide scrutinies, the big eye on what Moab has been doing, and internal struggles within the department for quite some time, uh, not just the uh, Gabby Petito and uh, Laundry tragedy, uh, but several others that we could name that has me wondering, in light of all of that, with domestic violence being rather in this bright uh, spotlight now, how, talk to me for a minute um, about what you've said yes to by coming here at this time when there are such concerns both in the department and more broadly about this issue about keeping peace and feeling safe as uh, how are we treating our people, our community? Sure. Well, first, first of all, as far as the, the challenges that, that, you, that you outlined, you know, I think that it, it's important for that somebody out there decides that they need to, they need to view that as an opportunity. And, and that's how I viewed it. And, you know, things are never as broken as people like to portray. They're never probably as good as people like to portray but in this situation, I, I really did view it as an opportunity. Um, I've had such an awesome um, career with the Department of Public Safety. I feel like those opportunities have prepared me for this, to take on these challenges and, and just take a, take a new look at the department. I, I really do view it as a fresh start, not only for me, but for, for all those who work for, for the Moab Police Department, for the community. I know, I know uh, that, that Moab has been under the spotlight, but somebody has to take on those challenges at some point and really, really um, dive into the police department. And I thought to myself, why not me? Uh, I do view it as an opportunity. I think that there are a lot of great things that we can accomplish. Uh, I also, after being here for five days, I know that's not very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I am very, very impressed with the officers that we do have. I, I know that things are not perfect, but they do deserve a, a great deal of credit for sticking through these tough times. And they've done that because they care about the police department. They care about their community. And, uh, and they care about our profession. And, and it's really, really been evident to me just in the first few days. Mm, um, as far great yeah, to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Um, as far as, as, far as those, those broader challenges, specific, you know, to domestic violence or some of the things that have brought scrutiny to the department, you know, Moab Police Department, they're, they're, these, these challenges are not exclusive to them, um, and to us, I should say. They, uh, they, law enforcement as a whole has gotten younger. There's less people that want to join the profession. And because we're hiring newer officers, younger officers, people that are newer to the profession, they're probably a little less experienced. And, and it takes its toll on all law enforcement agencies. It's uh, As a law enforcement leader, I recognize that. And it's important that we really focus on the basics that, that law enforcement officers have to do. I, I call it our core competencies. We really have to be excellent at the things that we do 95% of the time. And then we continue to build upon those things. And and really, domestic violence, unfortunately, those are instances that we do respond to frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And they are very dynamic situations, and it's really up to us to make sure our officers are trained properly.
properly so they can respond and make good decisions. In the light of that, wasn't there a response training recently, uh, or are there efforts that are being taken to really support officers of any age to um, come at this situation from a more trauma-informed place? Yeah, I think those discussions have been occurring for many, many years. Uh, I'm not aware of what what training occurred before I got here, but Mm. I I do know that, you know, in the coming weeks, I will be taking a really hard look at the the policies and procedures. I will make sure that our officers are properly trained, uh, ensure that we are conducting lethality assessments. I know we are doing that, but just make sure that that, that after we conduct lethality assessments, we, we engage the appropriate resources, whether or not those are social workers, victim advocates, uh, and then service providers uh, in our area or where, where our, you know, our victims may be residing to make sure that there's a safety plan in place, make sure that, uh, that they're, they're being um, guided through the criminal justice system because that can be traumatic for victims of crime. Mm-hmm. And, and just really making sure that we're, we're taking a broad approach to those situations and make sure that, uh, again, victims are being really uh, taken care of. You mentioned something that I was really glad that you did indicating to me that there is sort of an overarching uh, system of, if not values, then then you put it as core competencies. There are some things that are just the most important. What are they? Well, so many things. If you think about what, what the community expects from law enforcement, it's, it's really everything. You know, uh, if you... If you think about uh, our response it's typically probably one of the worst days of people's lives if they're calling law enforcement for help mm-hmm. but sometimes our sometimes our interaction is just we're, we're walking down the street and we're we're having just a healthy conversation and so it really starts the store the core comedies really start with how we present ourselves I, I really expect for officers to be professional police officers which includes how we engage people you know, everybody deserves to be treated with respect. So that's a core competency, how we communicate with people, with the public, how we engage, how we conduct basic investigations, traffic stops, um, having a clear understanding of law, criminal procedures. Um, there is so much that we expect of our law enforcement officers, and, and we really just need to take a really basic look at what we do every single day. And then as, as officers grow in their career, as they gain more experience, more time on the job, more training, and we can really dive into what what um, roles they, they want to fulfill within the police department. Some people are made to be investigators. Some are made to be patrol officers. Some, um, you know, more community-based, maybe school resource officers. So maybe some people want to be the chief of police, you know. So really it's, it's my job to make sure that I, I have a clear understanding of the people that work within the department, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what their interests are, and really guide them through their careers and hopefully prepare somebody in that police department to take on my job when I, when I move on someday. That's Moab City's new police chief, Jared Garcia. He spoke to KZMU host Christy Williams-Dunton last night on our show This Week in Moab. He says he views new leadership at the Moab City Police Department as a fresh start and an opportunity. We'll have a link to the full interview and transcript in the show notes of today's news. A new congressional analysis highlights the economic barriers Native Americans continue to face. The Mountain West News Bureau's Robin Vincent reports. The report describes multiple entrenched systemic inequities. 
Native Americans lack equitable access to credit and financing. They confront roadblocks to education and jobs. And Indigenous people in the U.S. are facing persistent health disparities intensified by the COVID-19 pandemic. Ryan Nunn is with the Center for Indian Country Development. Some of his research is cited in the report. He says collecting more data is key to tackling these problems. So, for example, we really don't know very much at all about tribally owned enterprises, which are incredibly important in Indian country because they make up a big share of economic activity in tribal communities and they remit large revenues to tribal governments. None points to some progress when it comes to federal data collection. For example, the Bureau of Labor Statistics for decades omitted Native Americans from its monthly jobs report. That changed earlier this year. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Robin Vincent. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, May 17th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.